Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet, a little tart, and a little unexpected. Today is Thursday, June the 22nd, 2017. And we have been offline for a while. Oh golly, we sure have. But you know what? It's June 22nd, the day after the first day of summer, and we have entered the horoscope of cancer. Yeah. And that's me. Yes. So I feel innervated. All right. Well, you've needed to be yeah. as busy as you have been. Crazy. And how many people know the word innervate? I don't know everyone. Yeah. It's, it's not a comma. I've never said it before. <laughs> I've read it. <laughs> well, it means what we're basically saying, energized. Yes. And um, in a way. And so, yeah, you've got a birthday coming up. You've been really busy. Yes, that's for sure. And I've been a little busy. Oh, you have been even busier than me. I have been moving. Oh, what a mess. <laughs> I hate moving. But I'm very happy where I am now. This is a sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've moved back. From one family farm, basically my mother's family farm, to my fa back to my father's family farm. And um, I've been saying this, I don't know if I should, but this is a hillbilly thing. If you have, if there's an empty house in the family, somebody just moves in it. That's good. <laughs> That's, That's how the way it, it works. should be. <laughs> yeah. When we were doing the Rock Castle project, that came up several different times <sighs> because... Um, People were just moving back and forth into houses, and there was no real formal rent or anything. People just, you know, the house was empty, so somebody in the family moved in. Well, we sort of do it West Virginia style. It's that way with cars. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got my brother's truck. I've had my sister's car. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well I, bought my bro I bought my brother's car three different times. Right, exactly. You know, and, uh, there you go. Yeah, he got tired, uh, moved on to another one, so I just bought the old one. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that has happened, too. So, yeah, we've been a little busy. Uh, you've had festivals. You've had a wonderful book sale mm -hmm. at the homestead. We've had tours. We did an open house on Mother's Day. Yeah. I've been to Durham and dog sat. And yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just been really, really It hasn't called. stopped. Yeah. So we're glad to be back. Hopefully we can get back on our usual schedule again and um so i think probably we ought to get started unless you have something you want to talk about no let's just get into things okay well this will be a little sweet which is about knitting stuff and i have to say we've had some technical problems today and so our stuff has been moved three different times. Our studio is in an unusual location right now. <laughs> so I have my stuff kind of sprawled around and trying to get to it. Instead of going to um, Etsy this time, I decided I bought a few things for myself. I oh, good do you. Yeah, for knitting supplies. Um, one of my... Stitchers, Bonita, 
came to uh, one of our stitching group uh, meetings one day and she had these really interesting crochet hooks that somebody had given her as a gift. And they were just really, in, I'll, I'll put a picture on, of them. They have a metal um, hook shaft, but then they have a plastic and fairly ornate handle. That is very unique. Yeah, it? and it also feels nice in my hand. Now, a couple of the other girls tried them, and the way that they're shaped did not work for them. But the way I hold mine, it seems like it's going to work. I haven't tried them with anything. So I went up on Amazon and found them, and I ordered them. Mm. And uh, it's a set of one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different sizes in all different colors. And mine came with a little set of uh, stitch markers and a cute little um, pouch to keep them in. That is cute. Yeah. But, and, uh, you could keep a lot of things in that Yeah, pouch. I know. It's a really nice little pouch uh, uh, for all sorts of stuff. And uh, it's got little flowers on it and a zipper and everything. And I didn't know that was coming from the on the Amazon order. So, of course, you can't order just one thing when you order from Amazon. So, um... A while back, and I don't remember if we talked about it or not, I ordered myself a set of interchangeable needles. And it's Knitter's Pride. They're not the top type, number one. Um, you know, they're not the most expensive. But they're pretty. They're made of different color woods. Uh, and so far, I've been very pleased with them. Now, interchangeable needle, if you don't know, is uh, the needles are separate, and then you screw them onto cords oh. of different lengths so that you can make your things. And so they're they're basically a circular needle. And um, so I've been real pleased with them. I had to order one extra set for a friend that asked me to do a for her little granddaughter, um, but it came in, in quite a number of, of sets for the original, and so I ordered this cute little pouch. It has caps keep on every, it. That has caps on you it. You can't tell your doggies that. Yeah, and then it has these zipper, um, zipper uh, pouches inside to put extra little things in, markers and so on, and then it has um, a place to put all the cords. Wow. So yeah. that's what circular needles or pieces of plastics. Yeah, yeah. So a circular needle is the two um, needles. That's the dog. Y'all have to apologize. I will apologize for him. Um, you have to. You have the two needles, mm -hmm. and you screw them onto that, and then you can knit. Oh wow! Yeah. So so I've enjoyed those, and then I also ordered some extra um, uh, some extra plastic bits. Um, cords. They're called cords. Do they last a long time? Yeah, if you don't let the cat chew them up. <laughs> we had a really expensive set of um, Addy Turbos, and um, my friend let the cat chew them up. <laughs> the cords. Ooh. I never even got to use them. So, and then I also ordered, just for fun, this little set of um, locking stitch markers. Um, just all different colors. You can use them for crocheting, which is really nice. 
but you can also use them for knitting. And there's an awful lot in there. I'm not going to run out of stitch markers. And I did visit Ravelry. And there are some beautiful summer solstice type patterns that people have been making with all sorts of lovely colors. Uh, there's one, uh, a shawl called Summer Leaf, another shawl called Eight Tiny Foxes, and a Sevilla shawl, all in beautiful, beautiful colors. Um, there's some Sweet Grass Prairie socks. A diagonal beach skirt. I cannot wear a knitted skirt. Oh, I couldn't either. I we can... were too curvy for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm of too stuff. curvy for that. But it, <laughs> there was a girl that came into the shop years ago, and all her skirts were hand knitted. That's right. just what she did, and she was absolutely gorgeous in them. But there's no way I could ever do that. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I I would look like a lumpy sock. Yep. I, I could never in a million years do that. But I did like, um, I need to quit making shawls. I just make shawls all the time. There's shawls all over this house. I use them as decorations. Uh, but this summer leaf shawl is by Nim Teasdale, and it's really pretty. She made it in some really bright colors. Mm -hmm. It's a lace shawl. And um, really looks like it's fairly simple. So I would recommend looking into that one. Nice. All right. So is that enough for knitting? I think that. <laughs> especially since we're using a computer that may overheat. So yeah, we're trying well, so to far keep... so good, but well, it's creeping up there. I did, um, I'm still working on that same shawl I talked about last time. Mm -hmm. Way back. Well, you have not knitted. I haven't had time. I've done stitching group, and that's the only time I've knitted. Mm. All right, so now we're going to do... A little part, and that was your subject. I think it was really my turn, but you had such a good subject. Oh, well, how this came about was last... A week ago, I was the speaker for the Homestead Postcard and Collectibles Club, and so I talked about my favorite things, as you all know, because I talk about books all the time. Well, this was authors found on antique postcards. Which is very cool. Which is very cool. And as I told the club, a lot of these cards are cemeteries in New England or something, you oh, know, yeah. where you, you well, so get the tombstones. But yeah. I went through and found ones that uh, were the houses. Yeah, I found that very, very interesting. And, and after my talk, someone remarked that most of these people came from, even if it was their birth house, and then they might have the house they, they bought, mm -hmm. were very opulent. You know, a lot that, of them were right, so but they, they were, were more educated, exactly. I mean, take for instance Emerson, right, whom you like a lot. Oh, yes, there were some great Emerson's my man. 
That's right. Well, and he was a real Harvard person, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. just everything. Un undergrad, I mean, he had all kinds of oh, degrees. Sure. from. And lived in the beautiful house. And, yes. And then Hawthorne lived in the same house, didn't he? Oh, I don't time? know that. I think he did. Ah, I have a picture of Hawthorne's house. Yeah, on... well, he lived in more than one house, right. you know, but at one point, I think he lived in Emerson's house. And there was the House of Seven Gables. Yeah. I yes. have I have a picture of that somewhere. Yeah, I do. I yeah. do on a picture. Yeah, well, I have a photo, or not a photo, but a drawing of it somewhere. Ah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. And you had, um, oh, I think you said Whittier. Oh yeah, John Greenleaf uh -huh. Whittier. Oh, and of course, Pearl Buck. I oh had, yes. Had to do my West a West Virginia one. I got and a I have been through that. Yeah, I, had, I got a pearl bucket your um, set of book sale. A book? A book. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Keone. Oh, okay. So, oh, that'll be good. It. Yeah. Well, her house is actually a house museum you can oh, go yeah. through that is near Hillsborough, West mm -hmm. Virginia, and, you know, sort of between Lewisburg, Greenberg County, Pocahontas County, right. and... Uh, in that area, and I have gone through the house, but it's been many years. Oh, I was a child. That was probably one of the first house museums wow. I ever went through. So, of course, Pearl Buck, I had given a talk on her back in January oh. for great conversations. So, um, and then we talked about her yes. on Quince. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, her house is pretty cool. And, of course, both our favorites. Louisa May Alcott. Right up there at the top. Yep. Orchard House. Yep. And School of Philosophy. Her, her daddy oh, had run. Yeah. And there's even an old postcard of her bedroom. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the Orchard House. And then also a drawing that she did that uh, I guess was preserved that was on a door. It's, oh, my goodness. It's on the door. I see that. Yes. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. I uh, don't know if it's still there or not. I, I've not been to Orchard House. Uh, that would either. be a fun trip to go see Wouldn't authors' it? houses. That would be a great tour. Mm-hmm. That really would be. Yeah. I just thought of that. That's a bucket list type of thing. Absolutely. I found the original, well, in the move, I found the original copy of Little Women and good wives that we had when I was a child. Oh. It is a tattered, oh. no covers, but mm. I think it's all there. Maybe the first page is gone. With well loved. Oh, yeah. Well read. And, but my mother had it before me. Wow. And, of course, all the publication info is gone. And I think the first page that had a poem or something is gone. Are there think. any illustrations? No, I don't remember that there are. Mm. Yeah. But that's the first. That's the first real book I remember reading. Mm-hmm. Chapter book. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the first one I remember. Which reading. is a pretty good jump for yeah. a young. Yeah. Really, you must have been pretty young. Oh, I think so. I, pretty. I remember it was before we really had anything about Civil War in history. Mm-hmm. So that would have started being in about fourth grade. Because mm -hmm. I hadn't heard of the Civil War and I didn't right. quite connect until later. Uh -huh. that that was the war they were talking about. Well, speaking of the Civil War, I do have Harriet Beecher Stowe. Oh, yeah. Some info on her. Yeah. Um, 
a nice old postcard with her picture, and then she wrote a series called Pearl of Oars Island really? in Maine. I know, Cascote Bay. And there's like the grassy road on that's on yeah. one of the postcards. So uh, yeah. it was fiction, but based on a real place. I I'd guess. like to see those. I, I know. I would too. I don't yeah. know that, but of course she also wrote. Uncle Tom's Cabin. Well, that's the only one the you ever really hear about. Mm-hmm. The spark that yeah. started the Civil War. Uh, many people that Abraham said. Lincoln said when he met her. Yes. Here's the little woman that started the war. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Hey, I have the bed that Mark Twain slept in. Oh, <laughs> wow. What a bed. What a bed. Isn't that cool? And this yeah. is his residence up in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, we probably can't do all these pictures. But you should uh, do but, the bed. Uh, you guys can um, look up some of this. But yeah, we probably need to do the bed. It's very ornate. Yeah. And then I love his little writing nook. Oh, isn't that lovely? Little building, octagonal or whatever yeah. it is. I've it's, been by the house. That's in Elmont. Well, this one, this writing shed or whatever is in Elmira, New oh, York, which is Elmira, where he's too. buried. Yeah, I've been, I've been uh -huh. to Elmira, but I, at mm -hmm. the time I didn't know he was there, but I have been by the house in, in, in Hartford. Hart I haven't gone to it because I never had time. Well, it's funny. I was sorting these. I worked the polls too, 15 yeah. hour day oh, yeah. last week. And you know, you have to be there at 5 a.m. and oh, you're yeah. there till about 8 p.m. finishing up. And I had, I took my postcards to work on the talk sure. because, well, I knew it was going to be quiet. It was, well, a, it was primary. a primary, yeah. And so I had them spread out on, you know, a table back behind all the important papers and books and all. And I had them spread out and the county officials always come up, you know, the voting officials. Sure. The election, whatever you call it, the officers. Right, you know. yeah. And so they come up from Stewart and they visit each polling place. Sure. And fun, I, funny, funnily, how do you say that? Funnily enough. Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah. They always, always, I've worked the polls for years, come to Meadows of Dan at noon. Really? Because we have the best food. <laughs> oh, we eat well. You know, I mean, we, we make things. People guys, bring us in, yeah. you know, homemade cake. We order pizza from Crooked Road. Medicine Dan is the place to eat. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. cool. So I always have Nancy's candy. Oh, so sure, yeah, yeah. They, they just go. But anyway, so yeah. they were there. And one of the election officials, Warren Rogers, <laughs> he happened to look over and he saw Mark Twain's house, and but he didn't. He just picked it up and he said, "I have been to that house." Ah! And then he read the thing. He said, "Yeah, Mark Twain's house cool. in Harvard." So that way, and he was like, "Wow, this is the coolest postcard." Absolutely. So you always want to excite people, and this one sure. is from like the 1920s. Yeah. So. Lovely. But that was sort of fun. That was very fun. Mm-hmm. Now, let me throw in a quote while oh, I've sure. got this one up here. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, it's not really a quote, but this is Robert Burns. Bobby Burns. Yeah. The Bard of Ayrshire. However you say that. Yeah. 
Plowman Poet, and various other names. He was a Scottish poet and lyricist, regarded as the National Poet of Scotland. And I guess, I don't know why I didn't know this, that he wrote Old, Old Lang Syne. Yeah. Yeah, I and I don't know why I didn't know I that. that. I mean, I know the song. I know yeah. him. I know other works by him. Yep. But I did not realize. Yep, he did do that. Mm -hmm. And I like the words to that. Mm -hmm. I have yeah, to you sit down and really pay attention. Uh -huh. I'll just read sure. just a few. And pardon my lack of a Scottish accent, though my great-grandmother, you could barely understand her. Her Scottish accent really? was so thick. Yeah, Mary Walker Almond. Oh. Yes. All right. Should old acquaintance be forgot, never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot in days of old lang syne? For old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll take a cup of kindness yet for old lang syne. Yep. We'll take a cup of kindness. A cup of kindness would be I love that. appropriate in most circumstances. Yes. Okay, now here um, we have Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Yep. Uh, we have a statue. We have a picture of his house. We have the cemeteries buried yep. in. He's up in Portland, Maine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I asked the folks at, at the club where I was giving the talk, if anyone knew something. Because you know what, people? We are losing that memory yeah. of our old authors and poets from especially the early 1800s. Yeah. And that was such a powerful time in the formation of this country. Sure. Transcendentalists and mm -hmm. just, just that whole period. Yeah. And Emerson was a transcendentalist. Yes. Um, and Channing and some others. Right, yeah. right. And, and I don't know, it's just really sad. But anyway, so I said, does anyone know Longfellow? And, or can you name something? And thankfully, one of the women said Hiawatha. Yeah. Like, yes, very good. The Song of Hiawatha. Also, Paul Revere's Ride, the one yeah. we all know. You know, people yeah. do know that, the Midnight Ride oh, of Paul yeah. Revere. And then also Evangeline. Evangeline, yeah. Right. Yeah, those are the three big ones. And I love this quote by him. The love of learning, the sequestered nooks, and all the sweet serenity of books. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. So, oh, I'm going to let you talk about this one. Okay. Jane Austen was an English novelist oh, yes. known primarily for her six major novels. So, you love Jane Austen. Jane Austen is one of my favorite writers ever. I generally read the books every year. And uh, Pride and Prejudice is probably my favorite. Mm -hmm. With a little, um, uh, with a second to persuasion. Mm. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's almost, it's kind of hard to say anything about Jane Austen because she was actually, you know, we think of her as a classic writer now, but she was really a popular writer. She was very popular. You know, or, or her um, works were aimed at, at an audience that 
uh, Chana Demanovich would have been writing for. Uh, <laughs> you know, that pop. Yeah, you know, the, uh, yeah, this is in Hampshire. Charlton. Well, I have a postcard of her house. Her house was in, and it looks very much like the house that they used in um, Pride and Prejudice. The, oh, the movie. The BBC one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, not similar in type. It wasn't exactly the same house, of course. Uh-huh. Um, it's a big brick, solid house. And um, she never married. Almost did for like 24 hours and then backed out. Oh, really? Uh, according to legend. She wrote hundreds of, um, her and her sister Cassandra wrote back and forth for years uh, letters. And there's some of the letters have survived, but Cassandra burned most of them. Isn't that sad? Yeah. That's tragic. Yeah. And, and why, you know, I don't know why she did that. Maybe she felt that it was a private thing and she just didn't want them out there. I guess by that time, uh, Jane died fairly young. And um, by the time um, Cassandra had gotten older, I imagine Jane's work had gotten yeah. quite popular. Jane was only, let's see, 25, 35, 42. 42. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she had, I can't remember exactly what caused her death, but um, she died fairly young. Mm -hmm. I have a quote on um, a cup back there and a knitting bag about it's similar to she taught me to knit it she taught me to knit which has been a great um, entertainment she said that yeah Jane said that somebody taught her to knit and she said it had been a great entertainment through her life uh -huh. yeah so you would like that yeah. yes that's good so I have a cup <laughs> of it in there and I have a um, a bag with it written on it <laughs> Okay, well, since we're in that era, sort of, let's go to Charlotte Bronte. Yeah, the Bronte Who was, sisters. of course, the English novelist. Yeah. And there was Emily and Anne also. Yeah. Actually, there was a whole slew of siblings. Oh, yeah. And, of course, that's Jane Eyre, Shirley. Um, I don't think all the siblings were writers, were they? No, I, I've never heard of Branwell and Elizabeth yeah, he was the brother. and Marie. Yeah, he was the brother. Um, yeah, Emily, Ann, and um, Charlotte were the authors. She yeah. was a pretty woman. She was a very attractive mm -hmm. woman. Now, I, I have two quotes of hers. Okay. Okay? I am no bird, and no net ensnares me. I am a free human being with an independent will. Whoa. And this is, she died in 1855, so that Wait, tells when, you Where did she say that? Yeah, she said that herself. She, because she she was, they weren't wanting to publish her books because she was a woman. Yeah. And she published first under the pen name Currer Bell. Yeah. C-U-R-R-E-R, Currer. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then this one, Life Appears to Me too short to be spent in nursing animosity or registering wrongs. Yeah, well, her life was not that long. No, she, she died was as well. 39. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But life was kind of short back right. then. But as, so rough. you look at the accomplishments of these, these women, mm -hmm. these people, 
Oh, yeah, yeah we're talking about them in 2017, yeah. <laughs> and that's basically 200 years mm-hmm. after she, her, her, she was born. Yep. Her birthday um, is definitely 200 years. In fact, you should celebrate Jane Austen's death, since you love her so much, July yeah. 18th, 1817. She She's going to be uh, coming up 200 years here. Mm-hmm. And, yep. Mm-hmm. In July. Mm-hmm, her death, anyway. Yeah. But, hey, a party. Let's have a party. No, let's have well, a celebration Jane of Jane. Party. I turned <laughs> there 60. There probably is. <laughs> right. My, around yeah, that. my um, aunt belongs to the Jane Austen Society. Oh, yes. I'm not a joiner. I, uh, that would be kind of cool, but living so far out here, we couldn't really participate mm-hmm. in anything. But, uh, yeah, she's a member of the Jane Austen Society. Ah, well, she, she lives, lives in, in New England, right? Yeah, she lives in Connecticut. Yeah, so... All right, James Whitcomb Riley. Who has heard of him before? Yeah, now he's the one that did all the strange stuff. Little Orphan Annie? Well, I don't know about that. He was known as the Hoosier, you because know, he was the from Indiana, poet, yeah. Indiana. The Hoosier poet and children's poet. He did yeah, you're right, for dialect works. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Little Orphan Annie. The goblin, the goblins will get you if you don't watch out. That's right, that's yep. right. See, I'd forgotten that. Yep. Nobody brought that up. Nope. What I <laughs> talked to know what I read to them or a little bit was um I'll just read the the first few lines from the poem that I can remember learning when I was probably in about fifth grade. Okay. When the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shock, and you hear the kayak and gobble of the strutting turkey cock, and the clacking of the guineas and the clucking of the hens, and the hoosters hallelujah as he tiptoes on the fence. Oh, it's then the times a feller is a feeling at his best, with the rising sun to greet him from a night of peaceful rest. As he leaves the house bareheaded, and goes out to feed the stock when the frost is on the pumpkin and the fodder's in the shop. Yes, I remember yes. that. Because I can still see my little old fifth grade, sixth, whenever it was, that teacher leading us, almost oh, conducting us yeah. when the frost is on the pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Uh-huh. So that was James Whitcomb Riley. Riley, yeah. All right. Another James, James Fenimore Cooper. Yeah. Yes, he was the whole Indian life, frontier life. He loved that. Historical romances of frontier life. And the romance was not the kind of romance that you... No. Not love. Yeah, they were romance in the um, connotation of... I guess... The the way of life. Yeah, the word isn't really glorifying the way of life. Mm but romancing, romanticizing. Right. right. The, the Indian early, life and cowboys yeah. and yeah, the early right, settlers. Yeah. Well, he wrote The Last of the Mohicans. Yeah. Which everyone knows yeah. because of the movies. Yeah, because of the movies. Uh-huh. Yes. Not many women in his books. No. Not a few, I think. No. Yeah. All right. Here's one of my favorites. And that's Robert Louis Stevenson, a Scottish novelist, poet, travel writer. Of course, he wrote Treasure Island, Kidnapped, 
strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mm -hmm. Hyde, and a child's garden of verses. And we had a copy of that yes. when I was little. Yes. And it's so different from the rest of his writing. Oh, yeah, it's nothing. Really oh, they sort of all are. I mean, Treasure yeah. Island is very different than Dr. Jekyll. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kidnapping Treasure Island. Yeah, you know, yeah you get a little more bit like adventure, of the sea boy adventure. adventure story. Right. Now, I have two of his quotes because okay. I couldn't pick which one because I like okay. it. I kept always two books in my pocket. One to read, one to write in. Ah. And then this one, which I put up on Facebook last week, and it got more likes than about anything. Wine is bottled poetry. Wine is bottled. Wine, Wine is, is bottled. bottled poetry. That was a good one. Yeah, isn't that a good one? Yeah. That was him. That was good. Yes. Yeah, you've got an interesting picture of him. I know he's a handsome dude, yeah. man, and I think that's one reason I didn't really I, expect him to look like that. I don't know if I've yeah. ever seen a picture. No, he is one handsome feller. Yeah. Definitely. Very British looking. Uh-huh. Very Scottish looking. Yeah. Let's yeah. Be. The pipe in hand and... No. Oh, yeah. Look at those eyes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that picture was actually done by John Singer Sargent. Oh. Yeah, the famous American artist. Mm -hmm. So... And portrait, he did for sure. portrait, yeah. Yeah, he was a very definite right. portrait artist. And Robert Louis Stevenson had a house. Well, he had one, of course, in Scotland. He also had one in Monterey, California. Huh. I don't yeah. know if I ever knew that. I know. Hey, good for postcards. Yeah, that's how postcards, you learn things. a lot. Hey, that's how I learned things. Yep. Um, all right. Then I had Rudyard Kipling. And he yeah. had a house in Vermont. Yeah. Yes. He was an English journalist, and of course, he wrote The Jungle Book, Kim, uh, the short story, The Man Who Would Be King. Yeah. That was very popular. Ricky Tiki Tabby. Exactly. I named the cat after Ricky Tiki Tabby. Ah, <laughs> somebody brought that up when I was giving the talk, really? so I was very proud of them. Yeah. They, they knew that. Yep. And Ralph Waldo Emerson. Let's yeah. get back to America and the whole... Transcendentalist. Yeah. Well, talked yeah, about that. I don't know how many books I have collections of his work. You really do? Like, I don't know if I knew that about you, Leslie. That's yeah, cool. Well, I found them all when I was unpacking. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's really neat. But I have several. Well, here are two quotes by okay. him. What you do speaks so loudly that I cannot hear what you say. Whoa. Whoa. Isn't yeah. that a whoa? I That's know. a good one. Yes. I cannot remember the books I've read any more than the meals I have eaten. Even so, they have made me. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I remember that one. That's a pretty famous that's one. That's a good yeah. one. Yes. That is true. Yes. So, and then, of course, we mentioned briefly... Nathaniel Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. He's and, another one of my favorites. Oh, mine, too. I mean, there is nothing like the Scarlet Letter. Yeah. I mean, come on. There is yeah. nothing like that book. And The House of Seven Gables, too. Yeah. That might, it'd be interesting to reread them. I did read Young Goodman Brown, a short story, yeah. not too, in the past few years, yeah. for a class. I like Mosses from an Old Man. Oh, yeah. That's sort of, um memoir. 
that would be good. Yeah. Well, all right. Here is a few of his quotes. Three okay. of his quotes. Happiness is as a butterfly, which, when pursued, is always beyond our grasp, but which, if you will sit down quietly, may alight upon you. Happiness is as a butterfly. Yep. Yeah. Isn't that cool? So, hey. Yep. Sit back and let it happen to you, yep, perhaps. Yeah, go pursue it. Perhaps, <laughs> yes. And I have to remind myself of that about a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to let things come to you. Yep. All right. No man, for any considerable period, can wear one face to himself and another to the multitude without finally getting bewildered as to which may be the truth. Interesting. Is, isn't it? Because, you know, we all do that to some extent. I'd you know, say put so, yeah. different faces forward. But there's some people that really do it. I, I, I have, a, I'll just say, a, a relative yeah. who does that and has done that most of his life. Hmm. He has such a persona the public face, yeah. and then his at home is totally different, that's like a different, and I thought, doesn't that wear you out? I tend to find myself being different with different people. Well, we, yeah, we do yeah. that. But I don't know if it's really something I plan or think. Or yeah, but you're always people. Leslie. You're always, because yeah. I, people but bring I, out different things than you. Well, of course, of yeah. course, and that's, but it's almost more than that. Yeah, yeah, I can see, you, mm -hmm. know, that, you know. Like maybe someone who is gregarious and friendly and then goes home and is an old curmudgeon. Yeah. You know, that oh, yeah, I'm sure that happens, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, and then is really his best quote. Yeah. Easy reading is damn hard writing. Ooh, that's a good one. So, in <laughs> any of us who write at any time, we know how true, and especially for poets. Yeah. I mean, because every word Counts. means something. Yeah. So that's why I'm not a poet. Yeah, you know, that's, seriously. That is too hard work. That is hard work. Yes. So, that's all the quotes I okay, have. Okay, well, that's a good, good yes, collection. Yes, and of course, I have people. postcards that were just... Um, about books. Yeah, I had a few. I don't know where I put them. I don't but know where you did either. yours were similar to mine, so. Things like a leather one that says, Why the Dickens Don't You Write. Uh, it's an old leather postcard from, isn't that cute? Yeah, said Dickens 19. on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then I had some modern ones, being, you know, manager at Books A Million. Yeah. Authors would send us postcards, and I oh. just especially like this one. It's about Rock City Barns, you oh. know, where they would paint on, for sure. go see whatever they said, see seven states from Rock City, the world's eighth wonder, Chattanooga, Tennessee, well, and they would paint barns, sort of yeah. like they did mail, uh, mail pouch. Yeah, yeah, but the, the Rock City thing, was, yeah, was very famous in a yes. lot of different, and you'd see them in... Alabama. Right, right, know. right. Well, of course, Alabama is one of the seven states you can yeah, see. But yeah, <laughs> but you would see them in, you know, all right, around. Right, yeah. I guess mostly the South. Well, this guy 
took pictures. I'm so glad because this is a passing era, yeah. and you're probably not he, so many love. Right, yeah. right. So I got this back in the nineties from yeah. him, and cool. here's chicken soup for little souls. Aww. And then I have a local one. You can tell about that. Yeah, I bought this book, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Mm -hmm. But we have a um, we have a falconer in the community, and she has hawks, and she hunts with them. And she, every now and then, our Facebook page, she will be down on the laying on the ground, taking a picture of her hawk on a crow that it's killed. Or, it's yeah, really, a rabbit or squirrel or yeah, something. Yeah, so mostly crows, it seems like. But, uh, yeah, or, or a squirrel or an occasional rabbit. And so she wrote a book back, I guess, I don't know when this was, in the 90s? Around um, 2000? It was called since, Falcons and Foxes in the UK, The Making of a Hunter. Mm -hmm. Her name is Lee Chichester. Yes, and just lives right up the road. Yeah. And so, then so. you can tell them about that one, too. I don't know anything about the author, but you can tell. It's one of your romance. It's a bodice stripper. I there don't read go. those. You don't read those, but you can, tell, <laughs> you can tell them about it. What can I tell them about it? This I don't know. Margaret Evans Porter, and it's called Kissing a Stranger. And um, these are not contemporary romances. Contemporary, contemporary romances are fun, usually about a very strong woman who generally almost mostly figures out her own problems and the guy helps her and the body strippers are just another story <laughs> i know people still read them though yeah i'm sure they're probably really popular because they're still being written like crazy mm -hmm. but yeah i can't tell you much about no, no. i've never I, I did write a contemporary romance but i've never been tempted to write a body stripper nah, no no <laughs> make some money that's the only thing well and the um the pictures, somebody um, on Facebook, if I can find it, I'll put the link. This ordinary looking couple, I mean, attractive in their own way, took a bunch of these um, um, covers mm -hmm. and reenacted them. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Oh, that would be. Hey, <laughs> if you could find that guy to be kissing you. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was, it was like this ordinary looking girl and guy. And they were doing the same thing. Put on those clothes. Yeah, put on those clothes and had the, oh, you know. Cute. And some of them, the guy doesn't have anything on hardly. Right, I want to know. The ripped and shirt and the, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that was pretty The tame. leather breeches and, yeah, that was well, the title of it is Kissing a Stranger. Yeah. yeah that I think I met this author. Margaret yeah. Evans Porter. I think she came in the Books she, a Million. You know, people that can do these are very clever. Oh yeah, you know that they they can draw people in, and the contemporary romances are extremely clever. And that's like Jennifer, what's her name? Yeah, that, Janet Ivanovich or Jennifer. Well, I wouldn't think Janet would be, or maybe her Florida ones. Huh? Yeah, they're See, they're, they're, they're mysteries. Well, yeah, they're more mysteries. Um, that she wasn't who I was thinking about, Jane Ann Prince. Oh yeah, that. And kind of. uh, who was it? Regine used to read all the time. Uh, Linda, somebody. Mm hmm. Goodman or something yeah. like that. And some of them do have some mysteries. She likes that Jennifer 
Jennifer Cruz is one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I can laugh until I'm stuck. And see, I read about 20 pages of those, and I'm like yawning. Oh, but they're so funny. See, I don't see it. Jennifer Cruz is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Welcome to Temptation is one of hers. Yeah. I Uh, just can't get into it. It's just sort of like reading. I read one Daniel Steele once in my life. Oh, that's another story. And that was just painful. Yeah. Yeah, I don't much care for her. But my grandmother, when I was growing up, loved uh, Phyllis Whitney. Oh, yeah. But she had mistress. Grace Hill. Grace Livingston Hill. Hill. And hers were a little different. um, Renard. Mary Renard. That was another. She was very popular. Yeah, she was popular. Grandma didn't really read her, though. I've read some of her stuff, and I really liked Mm -hmm. it. They were sort of set in Greece. in Somewhere in Europe. Yeah, Mary Renette. Um, who was the one that wrote the Merlin series? Mary Stewart? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I love the Merlin series. The yes. rest of her stuff is okay. Mm-hmm. But Grandma loved these books. I know. And, I know. You know. She belonged to a book club. Right. And they really had to pinch pennies. But she, she bought her books. Good got for her. her. Books. You she know what? If and, she got pleasure, that's all that matters. Yeah, because... We didn't have didn't have access to a lot of books, you know, in her life. So, so she brought, she belonged to a book club that she got these books, and she loved them. Yep, I heard you nightly. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's so nightly we, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to put Emma outside because she yapped. <laughs> yeah, poor Emma. Yeah, we're gonna take her for a walk in a minute. All right. Um. So is that about wrapping up? I I think so. They they may be getting tired of this without. Okay. So we should do. A little unexpected, and I guess a little unexpected because we had so many technical problems. What are you reading right now? I am reading an Alexander McCall Smith called Ooh. Laws LA Laws Orchestra about World War II small village in England. It's delightful writing. Uh, he's he's delightful uh, anyway. Yes, he is. Yeah. Well, I just finished a book I hated. But you finished it. <laughs> but I finished it because it was just, uh, and I can't remember the author's name right off the top of my head, but it's called. As meat like salt. M E A T. Uh huh. And it starts with a story about this king, who has three daughters, and he asks them how much they love him. And the first one says, you know, as much as the uh, from the earth to the moon. Uh, I can't remember the exact story. The second one, you know, as uh, as much money as you, or as much gold as is in the kingdom. The third one, she says, as much as meat loves salt. Ah, well, she, he didn't like that, so he threw her out. Oh, my goodness. And then he had a change of fortune and wound up poor and under, and homeless and vagabond, and, um, you know, walking the roads. And he comes to this town, and there's a big wedding going on. And they invite everybody. And when he looks up at the bride, it's his daughter. Uh-huh. And so they, you know, they're feeding all the people. Of course, he's a vagabond, and she doesn't know him, so he's down at one of the lower tables, and they run out of salt. Uh-huh. And then he realizes what she meant. Uh-huh. 
So hopefully he went up and said, here, I know, you know. Right, right, <laughs> and right. And she did but, the prodigal father thing yeah. with him. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's what, but the book had really didn't have much about that particular thing. I didn't really get that as the theme of the book. It was about this man who was so angry mm-hmm. that he ruined every relationship in his life. Uh, and but from beginning to end, he never learned. Oh, he didn't even learn at the. He did not at, at the very end. He destroyed all the relationships in his life, and he knew he's headed for America. And it was pretty obvious he was not going to change. Oh, and I didn't really. So there was no redemption. There it? was no redemption. There was no change. the The author was a very good writer. And she made you stay interested in this person, but he really didn't grow. Mm. It was very, but that probably was more realistic than yeah. not. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. So then, so to take the taste of that out of my mouth, I read, read one of those fluff mysteries that I right. love. One of your cozies. Yeah, my cozy, and then I don't know what I'll start tonight. Well, you could grab something off the stack at my house. You haven't seen the stack here. You know, and then I'll go to your book sale and buy, what, 20 books? Very <laughs> good. On Very top good. of my uh, 20 books I already had to read. <laughs> All right. I guess we better wrap it up before this thing decides to Explode. overheat. Yeah. Okay. Our show notes can be found at quincepodcast.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook at... Um, Quince Podcasts. You can find us on iTunes under Leslie Schuler or Beth Almond Ford. And we're also on Stitcher Radio. And we hope to be back in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.